Welcome to Shit Show of My 20s. My name's Sophia. I'm so glad you're here. I'm a 20-year-old from LA, and I started this podcast back in April after getting furloughed from my job for 10 weeks. I realized during those 10 weeks, I could do absolutely nothing and sit on the couch and eat ice cream, or I could do one of the projects I've been wanting to do but have been pushing off for the longest time. I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while, but I've been pushing it off, pushing it off till when I felt ready, when I felt good enough, when I felt like my story was good enough or when I felt comfortable in front of a camera or, or talking to people. And I realized that that moment was really truly never going to come. I was never going to feel ready enough. I was never going to feel good enough and that I just had to create that experience and just step out there. And I just recorded and I recorded before I was ready. I recorded before I felt comfortable. And I remember the first interview shaking before and then the feeling afterwards after having the conversation with her. And I realized how much of these stories I built up in my head about how it was going to be or how I wasn't prepared or whatever. And when I was just present in that interview, I learned so much and I realized I want to do this again. So I did it again and again. And since April, I've interviewed over 90 people, heard so many incredible stories about love, heartbreak, career, success, so many good things. And if there's something that I hope that you guys get from this podcast, it's that you're never going to feel ready and that if it excites you and it kind of scares you at the same time, maybe you should do it. Maybe you should try it and see what happens. So I would love if you guys could help share this podcast, share it with someone you think will love it, and leave a review. So that's pretty much it. Today's guest is Chelsea. I love chatting with her. She's an intuitive business mentor and she's a life coach for thought leaders, coaches, and content creators. We go into her story and she has this podcast called And the Net Appeared. And so cool because it's these stories of jumping and you just have faith in the universe and faith that your parachute's going to open while you jump. And it's just so cool to hear her story and her experience of it and hear the inspiration behind that. We go into money mindset, energetic alignment, her year in Bali and the article that she wrote for Elephant Journal and so much more. So let's get started. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you. Love to know about your story. How did you get to the place you're at right now? Yeah, thank you. I am so happy to be here chatting with you. I just Oh, how did I get to where I am now? That's such a big question. Like so many twists and turns and just steps along the journey that have led me to where I am. So currently in my business, I'm a a mentor for thought leaders and coaches and creatives. That in itself has been just a journey of like stepping up and stepping into what feels like it's pulling me forward. That's kind of the theme of you know, if I could give you one simple answer to how I got to where I am, it's that. It's like continuously leaning into what feels like a yes, what feels good, you know, and that's kind of how I've lived my life. At least the decisions that have felt really good. That's how I've, you know, I've used that as my compass to make some big leaps, as I'm sure we'll talk about. I you know, the theme of this podcast being the shit show of my 20s. I had quite an adventure throughout my 20s. And it was a series of some rather large leaps and kind of trusting that the the net will appear for me. 
And it has. It's been a really cool journey. So I'm excited to share some of my stories with you. And how'd you get into coaching? Oh, so I used to work in a really corporate healthcare setting. I went to school, like university, got a very specific degree. I was really into health. Like I was into yoga, nutrition and all of that. And then all of a sudden, well, I guess prior to that, there's one more piece. I, I made a decision in university to get a job that was like secure and a smart decision, even though it didn't light me up. It was like, oh, you should do this because on paper, this is a really good idea. So all through my degree, I was like not into it, but felt like, well, this is the adult thing to do, set myself up for success. I'll always have a job in this field. It was like health information systems. So like IT, electronic health records stuff to me, so boring. And I got out of university with this very specific degree. And I started working this corporate healthcare job, like in the hospital. And I would see the meals being delivered to patients of like jello and white bread and just like nutritionally empty foods. And here I'm like, I got into the healthcare industry or whatever field because I actually care about health and I just saw the disconnect and it like, it started to really get to me, not just that and what I would see, but the lifestyle I was living, like working in a windowless cubicle office, not doing something that lit me up in any way, except for like outside of work, teaching yoga and being in that space, like in my free time. And I remember one day I was sitting at work, bored out of my mind, scrolling on Instagram And I saw this post and it wasn't even about the nutrition school, but there was this, this hashtag, like something, something nutrition school. I can't even remember, but I remember clicking on it and then I went, followed that path and down that rabbit hole. And I landed on this school that was just such a strong yes for me. I went and I studied health coaching and it was just such a clear, like I said, like that was my compass. That was the do this, like whatever you believe in, universe, God, angels, higher power, something whispered in my ear, like, this is for you. And I followed it. And yeah, that opened my eyes to the whole coaching industry. I don't think I really knew that it existed at that point. I think this was back in like 2013. So yeah, I was super strict about nutrition. I thought I was going to be a health coach and go teach everyone how to be gluten-free, organic, vegan, like just so strict. And I realized from health coaching school that I was turning my way of eating into another diet. Like I had a history of some pretty disordered eating and like not a very healthy relationship with my body. And I was just using that as another way to be super strict with myself. So my health and nutrition coaching evolved into more body image coaching. And I did that for a handful of years. That was kind of my, my message was about like body confidence, self-love. Yeah. That whole like body positivity world. And, uh, you know, to me, it reached a point where that felt healed for me. And I didn't want to be talking about it anymore because I think the biggest thing with that is like when you have a business or you have a message or you have something to share with the world, 
it's often for yourself first and foremost you know there's something that you're being asked to step into on a deeper level around that topic maybe something you still need to heal in a sense or to share what you've learned with your audience or whatever it might be and so I reached a point where I was like you know what this feels complete. What I really love to talk about is online business and like showing up being the, the leader of uh, an industry or a niche or a, you know, whatever the topic of your message is like stepping up and, and how to actually bring that to life. So I shifted gears completely 2017, I want to say. And so it's, like I said, it's just been a continuous evolution of me like leaning into okay what would feel good what would feel more expansive here so it started off even just like dipping my toe into the coaching world and then it evolved over that like leaning deeper within that once I'd started that okay what do I really want to do what's next what would feel even better what am I being called to do here so that's the (laughs) not quite that long story not really short but yeah that's when it comes to my business and coaching, that's kind of the journey that's led me here. And stepping into being like a business mentor and business coaching, did you have any limiting beliefs into stepping into that around like credentials or am I certified or am I good enough for this position? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Especially having created this whole brand around something unrelated, you know, around, bodies and confidence and self-love and I was like I have this audience that's expecting this from me like can I really do this what are people gonna think and then at the same time like even if I could let go of okay not caring what people think this is what I feel I need to do it's like that whole piece of there are so many other people already doing this who am I to think that I have anything new to bring to this space um, really stepping into owning that, that, you know, one of the core messages that I share or core belief, I guess I could say is you're the only person that can share your perspective and your unique take on things. And there's going to be people that want to learn something you're teaching that someone else might be teaching, but they want to learn it from you, you know? So that was a journey to get to that point. But there was a lot of resistance. There was a lot of fear. Can I really do this? Am I qualified enough to do this? You know, I hadn't hit that six-figure year goal that I'd set for myself when I set out. Like, you know, that was the thing. You saw people heard about these six-figure coaches and it was just this like shiny object. And I was like, but I haven't gotten there. I haven't, I'm not successful enough yet. How can I teach people how to do this if I don't feel like I've fully done it but with that it's like with anything you only need to be a few steps ahead of someone and the desire to do something is to me enough of an indication that I'm meant to do it you know feeling into that I couldn't ignore it any longer I couldn't keep going through the motions in my business talking about body image when I didn't want to talk about it anymore. I wanted to talk about something else. So it took eventually just me saying, okay, I give myself permission to do this and I'm just going to do it. So be it, whatever happens on the other side, I'm going to do what I know I need to do. And do you think there's anything that really helped you 
heal your relationship with your body? Yeah. I think the biggest thing like early on was just understanding that connection that I'd put on nutrition, like the green juice every morning, or I still love my green juices, but like the super strict way that I had taken really clean eating and turned it into a diet. Like just that awareness in itself was like, oh, there's so much more that feeds me than nutrition. It's like, what about my relationships? How are my relationships doing? What's my like life's work? How am I feeling around that? And, and just really looking at the bigger picture of my life, understanding that, you know, my experiences growing up and maybe like shame that I took on generational ideas around how we should look and just recognizing that, you know, I could choose a different way. I could choose to heal this. I could choose to step into more compassion for myself and like looking beyond how my body looked, you know, that's ultimately not going to give me the life that I want anyway. So I just started creating the life that I wanted, you know, the things that I thought that I was waiting until I was at a certain point to do. And that I think applies to every area of our life. It's like, what do you want? What do you want to feel? And I bring this into my business coaching now. It's like, okay, so you want to hit this goal. You think you hit that six figure goal that, you know, whatever, five figure launch. And what are you going to feel when you get there? What are you going to feel when you have the house, the car, the relationship, the whatever the indicator of success is, it's like bringing in or becoming aware of what's the feeling there. And a big piece around like bringing that forward, calling that forward, manifesting it is thinking from that place, like acting, thinking, being from that place as if you already have it. And then, and so that applies to like my body stuff that, you know, what do I want to feel if I did reach that ideal body? Okay, I'm there. I'd, I'd be having fun. I wouldn't be caring about this anymore. I'd be doing other stuff. I'd be filling my cup in other ways. And so just shifting that is huge, whether that's body stuff, whether that's like success stuff, love stuff career, whatever, look to where you want to go and step into that now. And that's how you shorten that distance and you call it forward now. And you make different decisions. You do different things so that you can be a match to it showing up. And what was your catalyst moment for your personal development journey? What was the beginning? Oh, I don't even know. Well, I would say like finding the nutrition school that I studied at and like stepping down that path of not only learning more about a lot of what we learned in coaching school was about personal development, because first and foremost, as a leader, as a coach, as someone showing the way for others, you know, you have to do the inner work yourself. You have to grow. You have to be invested in your personal development. So I really think that was a catalyst for me. It was just Stepping into that, you know, so many layers to that. Some of it was owning that I'm going to do something different off the beaten path. I'm owning that, you know, I have this really great job and I got a degree for it and whatever, but I'm going to do something else. It almost forced me to step into, okay, how are you going to make this work? Because you're committed to it. You know, you want this. 
And so then as I stepped up, it, teachers started presenting themselves to me, like even just in like an Instagram post or whatever, but I was a match to it. I was open to it because I'm like, okay, universe, I'm doing this. Like, show me the way, show me what I need. And so through that journey, I started to stumble upon different teachers and different ideas and different ways of being and healing and growth and all of that. So if there was one moment, it would be deciding to take that leap into that new career path and then just owning it, stepping up. You know, that totally goes back to my whole theme. My like brand is leaping and the net will appear. And I think there's so much power in when we do take a big step, we make that leap that we open ourselves up for, for what we need to make it happen. You know, we can talk more about that, what needs to happen kind of in your mind and internally to allow those ideas and that inspiration and that guidance in. There's some ways to definitely make that easier for yourself. But ultimately, if you know you're meant for something and you step in that direction, the universe is going to reward you in some way or another. And it doesn't always, it's not always easy and it's not always fun in the process of it. Sometimes it looks like, holy shit, this is not a net. Like I just (laughs) fell in a pit of mud. But you find yourself like making your way out of that pit of mud into a diamond mine, you know, and you just never know where those twists and turns are going to lead you. But if you trust it's leading you somewhere pretty awesome, it probably will. So I imagine like you have a lot of those moments by now, like a lot of moments of like jumping out of and waiting for your net to appear. Is there anyone that's your favorite of those? Like any one of your favorite like jumping moments? (laughs) There's so many. One that was really quite magical and was just such a confirmation from the universe that like, okay, it's safe to live this way or it's safe to trust yourself was early on when I was in that job and I knew I needed out. I was terrified. Like, what's that going to look like? I don't think I'd even found that coaching school yet, but yeah, the timeline is blurry because it was like seven years ago now, but I was in a yoga class. At this point, I was teaching yoga. Like I had gone right after university to get my teaching certificate. Uh, So I was teaching Bikram yoga. I was in a class and throughout the whole class, which is 90 minutes, it was, you got to leave your job. You got to leave your job. You got to leave. You got to get out of there. Like over and over and over. That's all I could think about. So I get out of class and I walk over to my studio owner and I told her like, I got to leave my job. Like it's killing me. And she looks at me and she's like, that's funny because I'm looking for a full-time teacher. Do you want to come teach yoga full-time? And it was like, oh my God, thank you. Like, thank you for that message. Thank you for that guidance. And kind of thank you to myself for like honoring it because then I was shown very clearly like, okay, here's something for you. Just kind of on a silver platter right there for you. And so that was just, I think that's my favorite because it was early on when I was stepping into living this way and like trusting myself and following my intuition. And it was like, you're going to be okay. Like it's all going to work out. And it did and it has, and it continues to. 
And going back to like having that corporate job and like having a job that looks good on paper and thinking I should be happy with this or I should be enjoying this or whatever. How do you like release the shame or guilt around why am I not enjoying this? Why isn't this turning out to the way it was supposed to? Yeah, I don't know if I felt like I've always been a bit different. So I didn't really feel like I should force myself to make this work or whatever. I was kind of just in that space of every sign right now is pointing to me hating this. And I look around and I see people who've been at this job or in this career field for like 20, 30 years. And I see their lives and sure they've got the house and the car and the family, but they've all followed a very similar path. And to me, it looks so boring. So when I finally decided to leave though, I was really afraid of the judgment from those people who were my colleagues and who had been there and were going to continue down that path. You know, some of them are still working there. And I remember being really afraid to face their judgment of like, what are you doing? This is a great job. You're super young. Like you were lucky to get this job in the first place kind of thing. And I felt like it was kind of a slap in the face to the people that were doing it and were doing it kind of like, okay, I'm unfulfilled, but this is just the way life is. And this is what I'm doing. And here I am, I come around and I'm like, nope, not doing this, gonna carve my own path. And I was like, who do you think you are? But when I gave my notice and I told my team, every single person I told was like, wow, I wish I had guts like you. Like, yeah good for you. I wish I could get out, but like they were stuck and I call it the golden handcuffs. Like the income increase, the expenses increased. They've got the mortgage on the big house and the car and whatever the life entails. And it's like, there's not much room to make that leap or so, you know, so the story goes. So the belief is in that, but I mean, that could be a different conversation around like, if you want it bad enough, you'll make it happen. But I was surprised at the response that it was like, yeah, do what you need to do. Like I'm cheering for you because I wish I was in your shoes. And so that too is confirmation that like, yeah, I really, I don't want to live that life. And I'm proud of myself for stepping up and like making a change because I knew I needed to. And what inspired you to move to Bali? (laughs) Yeah. So like fast forward now, four years from this whole chapter that we've just been talking about. And like I said, I was teaching yoga. So I went into teaching yoga full time and then I had that in my back pocket and I kind of knew, especially in the Bikram yoga world, it's a very like tight knit community and there's studios all over the world that are looking for very specifically trained Bikram yoga teachers. So I knew the opportunity existed for me to work, like to teach yoga anywhere. And at one point, so I had embarked on a journey, like I, prior to living in Bali, I lived in Australia for a year teaching yoga because I just kind of like, there's maybe a bit more to the story. There was a man involved, but I, I moved over there and that was my mainstay was like teaching yoga. I loved it. It was my thing. And I kind of bounced around to different studios in Australia, but then from Australia, I 
went over to Southeast Asia and I did the whole like backpacking thing and Thailand, Vietnam, trying to think, I don't need to list all the places I've been. But while I was over there, I was running out of money and I was like, okay, I know there's some studios in Indonesia, like in Jakarta. I know people who have taught there before. I, it's just a matter of like reaching out to the studio and seeing if they're looking for teachers. And it turned out they were. So I <laughs> was teaching in Jakarta, which if you've been there, it's, or even if you haven't, it's like this crazy, busy, polluted, crazy city. Like it's just, it wasn't what I was picturing. I thought and it was going to be like lush. And I pictured like Indonesia jungle vibes. Like I was probably picturing Bali and I get there and it's just like this chaotic city. And I had four days off at one point I was teaching just like nonstop. And I had four days off, which was unheard of in my schedule at the time. I taught there for like, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks, maybe. And I was like, I'm going to Bali. It's like an island away. It's an hour to max flight. And everyone was like, you can't go to Bali for four days. Like, it's not long enough to go to Bali. I was like, I don't care. I need some jungle. I need some beach. I need some like some Bali vibes. And I'd never been there. I just knew it's right over there. Everyone talks about going to Bali. And one thing that is quite well known like from the community that lives in Bali or has been to Bali it's this concept of like mama Bali and she'll call you like when you need to taste that medicine it's there for you and it'll become known to you so I get there and I feel like that's exactly what happened it was like hadn't even been there for a day and I was like okay people were right four days was not long enough and Next time I come here, I said this to myself, next time I come to Bali, it's going to be for at least a month. No idea how that's going to happen. No concept of when, how, whatever. I just knew in my soul, I need more time here. I'd love to come back for a month. And I just kind of put it out there. And then what would it have been then? few months later I find myself back at home like did Christmas at home for the first time in a couple years throughout all my travels and I'd met another guy (laughs) there's men sprinkled around you know in my travel journey that doesn't sound very good as I say that out loud but you know I had made this connection with this guy and he was still traveling he was still on that side of the world and here I was in Canada so we decided to meet back up and we spent a few weeks in Bali. So the visa situation is like, you can quite easily get a 30 day visa and you have the option to extend it if you want and stay longer. So we get there and it wasn't as good as maybe we had imagined our time together would be. And so long story short, without getting into these details, he ended up taking off after a little while. And I knew I was like, I'm staying, like I'm staying. I had my business and I had a freelance marketing job. So I was supported. It was still like, Oh my goodness. Like I thought I was just coming here on a vacation. Like I was going to get my month in Bali (laughs) and it ended up being just like so much more than that. Mama Bali wanted me there longer. 
And so I guess I kind of glossed over like how I made that happen. But again, it was just a decision. It was just like things lined up. The opportunity was there. You know, I had the freedom to work anywhere because I had my business. And then, like I said, I had this client, this marketing gig, and it was just kind of like, again, most people probably wouldn't do this, but why not? Why not go there? Why not just see about this inspiration, this idea, this nudge and let's do it. Yeah. And so I ended up staying for 14 months, just over a year. And then again, the guidance at the other side of that was I woke up one day and it was like, okay, this feels complete. It's time to go home. (laughs) So I booked a flight and I was out of there like two months later. And what advice would you give to new coaches? Oh, you know, I think like listening to all of these pieces, it's kind of the theme and what you're going to get from me is follow your intuition, follow your yes, follow what feels crazy and maybe no one else is doing it. And you don't know how it's going to work out, but you know, in your soul that you need to do something is just step up and do it. So whether that's deciding to step into that and become a coach or to whatever stage you're at, or if it's about like showing up more fully in your content, it's like, just start, take note of the guidance that's coming through and follow it. And so with that too, it's like, there's, there's work you can do to strengthen that connection to your intuition. And for me, the biggest thing that I do, I do quite a lot. Like I meditate, but even more consistent than that, I have a self Reiki practice that kind of is my meditation, but it really is just connecting into something bigger than myself connecting into something that I know I can trust and lean into and ask for guidance from. So there's that piece that like mindfulness work and energy work. Like if you're into that and you have the, that available to you, but on top of that journaling, honestly, like I will get my journal out every morning. And if you, if I heard myself saying this a few years ago, like I used to just think people with morning routines had to stick up their ass. I'm like, who are you? You honestly wake up and you do the same thing every day. That sounds so boring. I don't know about that. I can't imagine going about my day now without getting my journal out and writing at least a page or two of just random thoughts that are in my head. And I'll just write and write and write, whether it's like, good morning, I'm really enjoying whatever the sky is blue today I can't wait to get out blah 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 blah. I had this idea and just what it is to me is like clearing the cobwebs clearing the noise and this is going to help you tap into your intuition this is going to help you tap into higher guidance if you know if that resonates with you it's going to help you get your creative creative muscle flowing. That's not really, that doesn't really make sense, but get your creativity flowing, get your, you know, get working with your creativity, with your inspiration. And then it's like, once you switch that on, things open up. You can trust that the words, you know, like I am a writer. I write a lot on the internet, on my social media and like, I was just, I've been published on various different channels and whatnot, but 
one thing that I can attribute that to and my skill and my, my drive to like share my art with the world is I know it's always there because I practice it every day. I practice writing. I practice tapping into my intuition. So I know there's always ideas coming my way. I know there's always guidance. There's always inspiration and I'll always have the words to express them. And can you go into the piece that you wrote recently about your failed first date? (laughs) Yeah. So I was just published in Elephant Journal just the other day. I wrote about a date that I went on a few months ago now because I'm since seeing someone new and I <laughs> I don't know he doesn't love that I'm like sharing this story about this first date but oh, I shouldn't say that but I just remember when he first read it he's like I don't want to hear about your date with another guy but to me I feel like it was a really important lesson that I learned from this date that it was kind of one of those we'd been talking on Bumble for not that long he asked me out right away and I was like you know what? whatever let's just let's just meet up and see if there's a connection without doing all of this, like getting to know each other by text. (laughs) So I didn't really know too much about him. I felt like, yeah, okay, you seem like a cool guy. But I get there and I was like, oh my God, you're not who I thought, like who I'd created in my head. Okay, so (laughs) we sit down and I was like, what do I do? Like, I'm not going to leave. I'm not just going to be like, like not even give him a chance. So I stayed for a drink and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to use this as an opportunity to connect in with like the power I have inside me to stay calm. Like that place of stillness within me, even though this maybe isn't a situation that I really want to drag out longer than I need to. (laughs) So I stayed for a drink, one drink. And I remember it when it was time for a second drink and I was like, you know what? I just told him straight up, like, I'm not feeling a connection here. Like, do you? Because to me, this isn't really what I want. And I had this sort of epiphany at some point throughout the day prior to saying this. It was like, I need to say something. Because old me would have just gone through the motions of like, yeah, sure. Yeah, this is great. I had a great time. Yeah, you're awesome. And then what, like ghost him or just whatever the next step was would have felt out of integrity because that's kind of a lie. Like if he asked me out again or whatever, and I just to lead him on to that point. So I just was like, you know what? I'm going to be really direct. I feel really calm right now because I've just spent this whole day practicing being peaceful and just being the gentle, gentle observer of what's going on in my inner world while I sit here across from this guy that I don't really connect with. And so I told him very gently, like very lovingly, but just like, this isn't what I want. I'm going to take off. Wish you all the best. And so I wrote about it. I got home and it was just like, again, I was tapped into that creativity because I'd spent, like I'd been practicing it that whole evening. And I got home and I just got out my, my laptop and I just wrote my experience and it felt like everything I needed to say was everything that I had just been feeling needed to be said. And so I wrote it out and then I shared it on elephant journal not too long ago and they picked it up and loved it and have been promoting it. So it, it was really cool to see that like, an opportunity or an experience that maybe wasn't ideal, 
by like whoever's standards wasn't how things should have gone actually turned into such a gift you know for my own awareness for my own experience of speaking my truth but then like I also got a really cool piece out of it and I think there's such a lesson in that that there's no good or bad in life. There's no like, oh, that was a bad date. That shouldn't have happened. I shouldn't have gone on that date. I should have done this differently. I should have known, whatever. It's like, hey, this is just what's happening right now. I have a choice of how I, I'm going to react to it. And in that moment, I chose to just be in it without any judgment. And if you can tap into that, there's so much power in that because there's no good or bad or right or wrong or this is how it should be. And that's how we get, we set ourselves up for disappointment. But just rolling with whatever comes. And if you practice that belief that things are going to work out for you, the net will appear, whatever your net looks like in any given experience or any moment or any stage in your life. By having that belief so like deeply in me, I'm able to have experiences like that, that I can go through and then know, okay, well, maybe that wasn't a full yes, but even that then shows me if that wasn't a yes, that experience of contrast from what I do want just solidifies even stronger what I do want. And it's funny. Well, it's not funny to me. It's kind of no surprise to me that as I went into that experience really intentionally and have just been like practicing that that understanding and that belief that, you know, the things that we don't want help solidify the manifestation of what we do want. Cause we're like, that was a no. So now I'm really clear what my yes is. And now I'm with an amazing guy who's like exactly what I want because I put it out there to the universe by saying no to what I don't want. I open the door for what I do want. And how'd you meet the guy that you're seeing now? <laughs> we also <laughs> but I like I was way more rigid in my like my betting process how do you bet people but again through Bumble how do yeah. I um, Bumble yeah <laughs> I feel like so I've had this conversation with people mostly guys like how can you tell someone's vibe or like get to know someone by picture some pictures and a few words I'm like that says so much if you chose to put those pictures on your profile and you chose to describe yourself in those words or, you know, give it this angle or tell me all about the things that you don't like, like in Bumble, there's that section about your pet peeves. And I'm like, that's right there. Like if you're going to spend your energy on your profile talking about things you don't like, like, I don't know, you seem like kind of a negative person, (laughs) but there's so much to read between the lines or to like really look at the details of that. So that's one way. And then just like an ability to carry on a conversation, even if it's by text, like, I don't really care. That's kind of part of dating in this day and age. Like there's going to be times we're not together all the time. We're going to have to carry on a conversation texting. So can you do it? And then there'll just be times that I do just go into a date and just trust that I'm going to know right away and trust my own judgment that if I need to pull the plug, I will. But yeah, there is so much to read from someone's profile. And then I just trust my intuition. If I'm like from seeing someone's face and their, the stuff they choose to share on their profile, I trust that I'll be able to, to find something in that, whether it's a yes or a no, or I'd like to know more. And what is energetic alignment? 
And what offerings are you doing? I think you're doing a course or what offerings are you doing around? Yeah. So energetic alignment, that's kind of like this core piece of everything I talk about is like being in tune with that, that place where you feel aligned. And I get how, if you're new to this world of spirituality and intuition and working with a higher power, that, that even that alignment is like, what is she talking about? But to me, that means like aligning and connecting with what feels like a yes, you know, I think so often we go through these phases in our lives or we can find ourselves in these situations where they don't feel like a yes. They feel like a should. I should be doing this. I don't want to, but I should. It's the right thing to do. It doesn't light me up. My body's protesting. There's all these signs, but I should be doing it. And so to me, energetic alignment is aligning back into the truth of, okay, if this isn't what I want... Like it's safe to honor that. It's safe to honor these nudges, this these messages that either my body is giving me or the circumstances around me are giving me. And it's safe to trust that not only, but then what I do. So my offering around that right now, I've just just launched a, a one-off session, like a one-on-one session with me, a 90-minute energy alignment intensive where I'll get on zoom with someone will connect and I'll help them not only to trust, but then to, to clear the noise so that they can tap into what is the yes. Okay. So you're clear on the no, that's awesome. What's the yes, you know, and I go back into that future self work. Like, what do you want? What is the future version of you that would just be like, Oh my God, that's almost too good to be true what would she be doing? What would she be feeling? What's going on there? And how can I tap into that? And so it's like, all of that is in us. But sometimes when there's all this noise, especially when we're living in that like should kind of life, we can't hear that. We can't connect with that. So being able to tune into that and, and open up that channel for that inspiration you know, that's one of the journal practices that I share too, is like future self journaling. Like what would your future self tell you today? What are some steps you can take that she's going to guide you on to step towards where that future version of you is? And we can get into like quantum theories. And like, my belief is that on some level, on some energetic level, that future you exists now and you can connect with her or him, whoever's listening. And you can ask for guidance. You can tap into that energy. And so I work a lot with that. And so that's kind of like taking it maybe deeper. That's sort of the stuff that I do on these actual sessions. And then I've had people get off the phone with me and, or get like end our session and email me, text me a few hours later and say, oh my God, you'll never guess what just happened. Like a client reached out with some new work for me. That's way more aligned. Like I thought I was going to have to completely go in a different direction here, but they just out of the blue reached out with this new offer for me and it feels so good. And it's exactly what I want or like new clients coming out of nowhere in their businesses and like all this stuff. And sometimes they come to me surprised and it's like, like, I can't believe that. That was so unexpected. But to me, I'm like, it's not unexpected. That's how it works. You tap into that vibe, you become a match for it and it starts to show up. What is something that you're learning right now? I think a lot of it is like deepening my understanding around that sort of stuff. Like this stuff that I'm teaching is stuff that I'm always working with. 
And so I'm always tapping into like stepping into that next level me. And I think that's a continual practice. If you want to continue to grow, it's like, how can I deepen my connection with that, with either my future self, my higher power, my intuition, whatever. That's a big thing that I'm learning right now. Always learning like business strategy stuff too. That's what, so I love my offerings right now. Like I'm just in love with my business and how I get to serve people because there's this intuition piece and this spirituality piece, which is just so like the core of my being and what I'm here to share. But I'm also super passionate about like helping people get their message into the world. If you're resonating with this stuff and you're listening and you're like, that's me. Like I want to step into being that kind of leader and sharing this. It doesn't have to be the spirituality piece, but just stepping out being, whether it's a coach or a content creator or a thought leader is like, I help people with the actual strategy of that too. I think it's really important that those things go hand in hand. So I'm always learning about new ways to expand my reach. Hence the article on elephant journal, like getting in places where my people, the people that I'm here to serve can see me and, feel that yes, feel like, oh my God, that's the coach I've been looking for. And then they come over into my online spaces. So yeah, those two pieces are always kind of two areas that I'm always learning and growing in. What is something that most people don't know about you? (laughs) That most people don't know about me. I'm pretty much an open book. I share quite a bit about my journey, my story, I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like if there's anything that I don't want them to know that I'm kind of keeping it under wraps, am I going to go there? Yeah, let's go there. Okay. So I've recently been playing with this. I've had a coach early on in my business and she, I shared my story with her of when I was in university, I was traveling and I was living in Germany and I I actually got diagnosed with herpes and it threw my life upside down at the time. And I didn't know how I was going to go on with my life. Like, I didn't know what life was going to look like for me. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things, like it's super common. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's someone listening who has been in this situation and I eventually got on with my life as you do it's it's been a non-issue in my life but I remember this business coach early on when I shared this with her she was like when you open up about this is when things are really going to take off for you and I've been sitting with that and playing with just like how would that feel to share and I guess I just shared it because that was the first time I've ever said that out loud but I just recently a couple weeks ago stumbled upon this coach And I have her lined up to be on my podcast. And I've been thinking like, hey, she's going to come on my podcast. I think I'm going to share about this. And I guess it's out there now. I just said it. But there was so much shame around that. And there was so much stigma. There still is. And so where I'm coming from now with like stepping into owning that now is I don't really, I don't want to perpetuate that stigma and that shame. And I know there's people out there. I know there's people in my audience because I know like friends of mine who have confided to me that they have it. And if I can be someone stepping up and doing big things in the world and then sharing this, like fully opening up about this, it's like, you have nothing to be ashamed about either. 
you know, you don't need to keep this under wraps. So just like opening up and sharing myself even more visibly as the leader that I am here to be, I think that's really important. So I'm glad you asked that because I didn't have to stress about, oh my God, this girl's coming on my podcast and I think I'm going to like, you know, come out or whatever about that. But yeah, that's been a journey in itself of self-love and compassion and yeah, most people up until hearing that just now <laughs> did not know that about me. <laughs> and what is something lighting you up right now? It could be anything. I think that vulnerability piece, like owning my visibility, is like kind of another layer of leaping and being in that space of this feels scary, but leaning into like, why does it feel, what's, what's there to heal? Like what's feeling scary? Sometimes it is just like, this stuff doesn't need to be shared. And for the longest time, like that was something that didn't need to be shared. I just didn't feel like ready or it didn't feel healed enough. I'm a big believer on sharing scars, not open wounds. So, you know, that's a piece of that. But if you ask what's lighting me up, it's like, stepping up, getting visible, showing my fullest expression on the internet. Because for so many years in my business, I was this just like this like super bubbly, like body positivity coach and totally this persona. And now I'm like, screw that. I'm me, you know, I'm me. And there's going to be people that resonate with me. And there's going to be people that not And same thing with my clients, same thing with the people that come, you know, to work with me. It's that, there's going to be people who are going to love you for being all of you and they can only see you and really feel that if you show up as all of you. So it's just like losing all the shame, losing all the hiding behind this idea of who you think you need to be healing all of that and stepping up and doing what you were put here to do and what you can't not do. You know, it's when you're called to step up in this capacity as a leader, you you can't ignore it for long. You just can't. Things are going to start nudging you into this direction. And it's not always pleasant when you ignore those messages for long enough. And what's something you're calling in right now? My next level of like income and success and, you know, reaching that, really working with the energetics of money. And again, that's something I've had to like really look at my conditioning around and my kind of my story around and just really owning that there is nothing shameful or wrong about having money. And on the surface, like when we first hear that, it's like, yeah, obviously I want to be rich. But if you take it a layer or two deeper, there's often some stuff around like not feeling worthy not feeling deserving of money or like who does she think she is? Like you've got, you know, you've got that kind of goal for your business. I remember I made some comment in a post about ultimately I want to have a seven figure business. Like I'm, I'm going to be a millionaire and it ruffled a couple of feathers. Like some people were like, really, is that really what you're here to do? And it's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being wealthy and rich and driving a nice car and living in in a nice house. And I think the more the good hearted people can begin to understand that. And I'm seeing it happen. I'm seeing people step into that and really own that and to teach on that more and more. 
the more resources we have as good people, the better we can impact the world, you know? And I think it's really important. So I'm really, I've been healing my money story and stepping into like my next level of like, okay, let's play around with earning this much money. Let's play around with like having this life that feels this good, you know, and healing all the stuff that's been stopping me from, from getting there. Mm-hmm. And what work have you been doing around healing your money stories? And do you ever feel like, do you feel like it's a continuous process? Do you feel like it's ever like fully healed or? I feel like there's always going to be a next level to step into and a new like vibration to embody and to, to be at. The things I've been doing, really looking at, like I've been doing a lot and I can share bits and pieces, but I think the biggest thing is looking head on into what's the fear what's the belief I've been carrying around about this going way back into early memories around money you know those like just sayings that we hear like money doesn't grow on trees you have to work hard to earn good money and and things that I heard as a kid and then experienced like in my family life growing up like I saw my dad work really hard and he you know, he earned good money, but I saw in order to live at that level, in order to earn that kind of money, you got to bust your ass. You got to work really hard. And I've never really felt like I'm one. I love what I do and I'm happy to work and put in the hours and the effort and whatever, but I, I didn't want it that bad. And I think there was a belief there that like, if earning money means I've got to sacrifice my family life and my time and my freedom, I had this belief for the longest time that to be successful is like, it doesn't feel good in my body. Like I was resisting success, whatever that meant, money, clients, the big business, the visibility, whatever. I was like, if I actually get that stuff, I am going to have to give up everything. I won't have a good relationship. I won't be happy, blah, 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 blah. All lies. But until we look at that stuff and we identify them as lies and we rewrite those beliefs, they're just hanging out and they're just there running the show because their subconscious mind is so powerful. So if you can look at what your subconscious is like, what stories they're telling, what story you're believing on that deep level, if you can look at that and re rewire your brain in that sense, that to me is the only way to like move beyond it. So I've been looking at old beliefs. I've been doing like EFT tapping, which is like tapping on different meridian points as I bring up this like this heavy stuff, these fears, and just really playing with the vibe of like stepping into being worthy, stepping into how will it feel? Like, so I see my future self with a seven-figure business. How does she feel? She looks around her home. She gets into her car. She opens up her bank account. How does all of that feel? And like bringing that forward and like feeling that now shifting into that vibration again and again and again and again. And that's how things have opened up. That's how I've had clients come in. That's how I had the idea for my podcast. That's how I've like just stepped into new levels of being because I'm, I'm already there in an energetic sense. And if you can go back in time and talk to your 20 year old self, what advice would you give her? 
enjoy the ride. (laughs) That there's going to be times where things don't make sense. When you feel like your life is over, you feel like you're never going to have the life, the relationship, the career, the business, whatever. You're going to have moments where you don't feel like it's ever working out for you, but it is. And the more that you can just enjoy the ride, because you're going to look back and, you know, those are still going to be your memories, you know? So not to say enjoy the ride in the sense of like, it should all be great and you should be happy. Like feel it all, feel it all, be in it all. You're here for an experience. We all are. Some things are going to feel like you want to label them as good or bad or whatever, but it all just is an experience. So buckle up, enjoy the ride. And, (laughs) and I'll see you on the other side when you're, (laughs) when you're me today, you know, and playing into that, like I now today, I'm that future me that, 20 year old me was looking forward looking ahead to so it all is just yeah like that there's how I think about connecting with my future self I will be that person just like I was my 20 year old self just like I am my 31 year old self today and I will be my what 40 year old self even though that's kind of scary to think about but you know that's all gonna come you're gonna get there you're gonna get to that place that life that where you're headed thank you so much for doing this is there any questions that you wish I would have asked you Mm, no you asked some pretty good ones we went deep (laughs) this is fun though like I said like I'm really stepping into just being an open book and trusting that everything that happens and I say this on my podcast too for anyone listening it's called Aminette appeared if you want to check it out but it's like I say to all my guests prior to our episode it's whatever comes up whatever needs to be said is exactly what needs to come through so I trust that for everything that we've shared today and everything that you know you've asked and and I thank you for for doing this and for sharing stories and getting people on the podcast I think we have all these tools at our fingertips to share stories and to get visible and to to create not just create content for the sake of creating content but like creating impactful content that's shifting the way people think and shifting the way people are in the world so thank you for having this platform and doing that work thank you (laughs) where can people connect with you yeah so I hang out mainly on Facebook and Instagram, both places. It's just Chelsea Benzel, Chelsea spelled E-Y at the end. If you've shown out, I'm sure you'll include those in the notes, but it's Chelsea Benzel on Instagram, Chelsea Benzel on Facebook. Yeah, come over and say hi. I'd love to hear from anyone if you're listening and you want to connect with me, definitely come say hi on social media. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love if you can leave me a review on iTunes. Please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.